We're the Pragmatic Doulas. This is a podcast where we talk all about birth and other interesting things. Birth may be a goddess, but she doesn't want to be worshipped. She wants to be respected. She doesn't want incense. She wants common sense. This meeting is being recorded. This meeting is being recorded. What the hell? A new, that was a different one. I usually don't hear that one. No, I don't hear that one either. No. But for all our listeners, that's how it works. Yeah, I, I don't know if I have to edit that out because I'm not gonna. Um, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Pragmatic Duels podcast, where all our technological foibles are free for yours. Yeah, <laughs> we don't even have a Patreon for that. You, you, we're just gonna give it to you. We you are. To, you just get to listen to all of the shit we mess up and don't know how to fix. Pretty so, much. Listen, that's why you're here. It is. But I have left behind my technological issues with we oh can new computer. We can oh. actually see her today after four years of being told to get a freaking new computer. She finally did. Amen. Like she. We, so we've been doing Zoom for since COVID, right? Since yeah. 2020. And yep. Stephanie's just been a square a black box. <laughs> yep. if, it, if her name didn't show up, we wouldn't even know who was there. We could have been talking to anybody. Yeah, it's true. So, it's true. So congratulations it on your new computer. There you Thank go. you. That's That's awesome. I'm very excited. <laughs> have you figured out how to work it yet? Or do you just know how to turn it on and get on a pot, get on Zoom? I have turned it on. I have uploaded a couple bits of software. I have to get figure out how to get my uh, Word, Office, all of that stuff onto this computer instead yeah. of just using the online version. I like the hard copy version. Yeah. So I have to figure out how to get my subscription from my other computer and upload it here. Because I don't like just putting shit in the cloud. I don't like just put, mm. uploading shit there and doing it online. I like having a hard copy right in yeah. front of me that I get to save to my own computer. Mm-hmm. You, I'm just I advise you to do both. I advise you to do both. As somebody who's recently had to reboot <laughs> their entire computer and therefore lost all of the things that I had on my computer, uh, I advise you to do both. Anything that's important or means anything to you. As a matter of fact, I just found just a couple of days ago, I looked at the online version of OneDrive and found my dad's eulogy that I wrote for his funeral that I thought was I lost. Thought. Yeah, I thought was lost. So anything that has any meaning or importance, even in the sm- smallest way, just click, just, you can keep it on your computer, but also keep it in the cloud because that it's a very easy way to transfer it. All of the stuff that was on OneDrive just, just, populated so yeah that's i just want to make sure my cloud is private that other people can't download my shit or find my shit so i just have to be really careful that some stuff is private especially so some when i go to a birth i take a lot i do a lot of photography Uh and while i'm doing the photography i then put it on my google photos and then i create a folder and i get a link and a couple of clients have said, well, just upload it and add me to that, to that link, like add me to, as a user of that folder. And once I did it and I accidentally created a public folder mm. and it only was like for 10 minutes where I was 
I went back because I wasn't trusting it. So I went back and I started looking through it again. And I was like, oh my God, that's public. So I had to like take the whole thing down and start all over again and try and figure out how to make sure it was not There's public. There's definitely a way to do that safely yes. and securely. I, I can't tell you what it is today, but I know that there's a way to do that safely and securely. So that's a little doula for all of you people listening. Yeah. We should have a technolo technology person on to tell us how to do all things doula using current technology. Oh my God, write that down somebody, quick, quick. What was that? <laughs> somebody on to advise us about doula, doula tech. Yeah, the best tech for doulas, like the best software, best programming. Best tech. There you go. Love it. There's got to be someone out there. And if you are, please email us at thepragmaticdoulas at gmail.com. Yeah, don't just sit there and listen. <clears throat> Put but yourself to our use, please. We've yeah, got good. Do it. Yeah. We're scraping our brains. We're squeezing our brains to find topics to bring to everybody that are relevant pragmatic useful and entertaining oh, fresh yeah and hey if you want to be on here with us give us a shout tell us why i uh, we should be chatting you up <clears throat> yeah um, tell us <clears throat> so I, I i only just woke up half an hour ago <clears throat> so my voice actually isn't awake yet <laughs> so i'm not sick i just haven't woken up yet Gotcha. I am that have been up since 447. So. That's my usual time to get up. I yeah. usually get up at like 5 a.m. Lord have mercy. Randomly. I just listened to our amazing Sam, our super fan, super fan Sam, her latest podcast episode of the Boobs, Brains, and Bots podcast. Just listen to that. And in their latest episode, they did speak about sleep. And I have um, made a commitment to really start paying attention to my sleep care this Sunday, this week, making a fresh start. So we're start, We're not starting tonight. No. Gonna start I'm gonna Sunday. Be, I'll be scrolling TikTok till 1 a.m. tonight. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing that. But Sunday, that's that. I am recommitting myself to no screens before one, you know, one hour before bed you know, all the sleep hygiene things, all of the good advice that I heard in that podcast that I, you know what, I already know. I just need to implement them. So thank you. Thank you, super fan Sam, for the, the reminder because this like dark circles, feeling tired all the time bullshit has to end. Yeah, I get that. All right. Yeah. Cool. So okay. how about I do our land acknowledgement? How about you do that? Yep. I can do that. All right, one second. Here we go. As we start today's event, our gathering, our Pragmatic Doulas podcast, we would like to recognize and acknowledge the, the traditional land and territory on which we podcast, on which I live and raise my family. It's important to make note of the relational and contextual quality of doing and offering a land acknowledgement. An acknowledgement of traditional territory is an invitation to reflect on personal relationships with indigenous nations. 
when we acknowledge the treaties, we are asking individuals, we're talking to you, to explore the rights and responsibilities to place and people. When the land itself is acknowledged, we are encouraging you to seek out the history and the teachings of the natural world on where you live, where you earn your money, where you were raised, um, even where you are considering moving to before you move there. We'd like to, or I would like to begin by acknowledging that this land on which I raised my family personally, I'm a little further east than Suzanne and, and Kim, is the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe Mississauga, adjacent to the Mississaugas of Scugog Island First Nation and the territory covered by the Williams Treaty. This place is and will continue to be home to indigenous people. Let us move forward together with kindness, respect, educating ourselves and remaining open to learning new things. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Did you write that? No, actually a friend wrote a ver so I made a version of it for myself, but a friend uh, who lives locally wrote that insisting that it be properly covered and educated at the town of Ajax. So when they, they are opening their meetings, um, they went beyond land acknowledgement to helping people individually learn how to do their own land acknowledgement um, and understand why it was important, which is why they go through the different parts, acknowledging the people, the land and the trees that are currently being violated. That's a piece that I think is important to include. Because when mm -hmm. we say that, oh, this territory is covered by the Williams treaties, it makes it sound as if that, that was fair and equal footing, fair playing field for all parties concerned. Uh, and that's not true. So no, it's, we're not currently respecting what the actual treaty even was, even though it was a shit treaty. Um, we're not even respecting what was offered, what was promised. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. Thank you. <clears throat> um, so Suzanne, has anything happened to you this week? <laughs> Why nothing, nothing at all. What a boring social media week it's been. Listen, people. <laughs> the only way that I can tell this story is by revealing my gullibility. And some of you, I don't know, like here I am assuming that we have this vast listener audience. But it's like I was, 60 people, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, so I was, my, my Instagram, which is my, most beloved social media account was hacked this week. Hacked, I am currently still in negotiations with Instagram, sending them video pictures of my face, telling them all my life story in order, all they gotta do is look at the damn account and see that it's me, mm -hmm. but somehow they're still not convinced. So I'm still in, in negotiations with Instagram to resolve it. I just have my fingers crossed at this point. Um, so my, my, Instagram was hacked by in, in like 10 minute period. I got a message from somebody who was a quote unquote friend, somebody that I, who, who we follow each other on Instagram, somebody who was a high school friend, somebody who I've known for 40 years, right? Who just, and it's very normal for that person to jump on a message and just, we don't have to go through the whole big ceremony of, hey, how are you? How are you doing? I hope you're good today, blah, blah, blah. Sort of like the way we do, like you might just jump on and in the morning, us, I'm talking, we might just jump on in the morning and say, 
oh my God, why is my left shoe tighter than my right shoe? Like we might just do that, right? Mm -hmm. And that wouldn't be weird. That's the kind of relationship I have with this person. So this person jumped on and said, hey, can you give me, I, I need some help. So I was like, yeah, what? I can't gain access to my Facebook account. So I, and I go, I'm like, okay, that happened to me before. What, what's wrong? What, like, what do you want me to do? So they gave me really clear instructions. I'm going to use your phone number and they're going to send you a link. Just screenshot the link and send it to me. And then I'll be able to gain access. So I'm just like, all right, I did it mm -hmm. immediately. Poof. I got an email from Instagram saying my password had changed. My email had changed. Everything had changed. And I was like, what? Within five seconds, I realized, oh my God. Oh, oh my no. God. My and belly would have dropped. Yes. And I realized it was gone. When my Facebook account was hacked, that was different because I didn't, I wasn't involved. I just woke up one day and it was gone. Mm -hmm. But this was different. I was an active participant in this little charade. And it has been so, I actually, so I have more than one Instagram account. So I went on my other unused Instagram account and contacted my account, which means I'm contacting the hacker and had this whole long conversation with them. And at the, they wanted me, this was like um, hostage negotiations. Yeah, <laughs> they're blackmailing you. If you, if you upload, uh, if you um, post a video, a short 15 second video saying that you made this much money in this many days or blah, 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 then we'll give you back your account. So I said, I'm not fucking doing that. No way, I'm not. And then they're like, well, I guess we have nothing to talk about. So then I freaked out and, and called them motherfucking <laughs> piece of shit whatever whatever and they got mad at me and blocked me and blocked my other account so now I can't even tell them off some more or negotiate some more with them now my only hope is that Instagram will and let me tell you there have there there have been at least three other people that they have trapped and hacked because they got me right because then they use me yeah. to communicate with somebody else saying like Suzanne is asking you for help yeah who doesn't want to help Suzanne <laughs> <laughs> well I'm not gonna lie I I'm not saying that this wouldn't happen to me because I'm not that I'm not that ungullible um but I Especially when I see things like this I'm like uh, do I really want to fucking help you? Like I tend to be a bit, I live on the edge of paranoia on a, on a regular basis. But they didn't give any um, information. For instance, I remember somebody doing this at email. One of the dance teachers at my daughter's dance school emailed everybody in the dance school that they had emails for saying that she was stuck in some in Boston and she was stranded and she needed money and please help her out. Yeah, and never, never ask me for money. Never ask me for yes. money because so I'm never, person, ever going to give it to you. So as the, if the person had been specific and said, oh, I need like, I need help with, like, they went into this whole story, but they just said, hey, I need your help with something. Well, and then, and then, of course, my, my Instagram got that same message from you. Yeah. It, and it was like, you know, hey, I need your help. And I go, I, I, oh, my God, like, what's wrong? Is everything okay? Yeah. And there, and, and there, a few minutes went by, because I guess they were dealing with other people they were trying to hack as well. And 
came back and was like, yeah, same thing. You know, I got locked out of my Instagram account or my Facebook account, blah, blah, blah. And I go, look, you piece of shit. I know you hacked her, her, her Instagram. You, I hope you rot in hell. You motherfucking piece of shit. Um, You're evil. (laughs) After all the hard work she put in. Um, The thing is that they chose for, I don't know how they chose the exact right person. If it was somebody else. They did. And that, that part is horrifying. Yeah. That's the thing that got, that's what got me because it was from that person. So if it was Steph and Steph just came in and said, Hey, I need your help with something. I would have immediately said, yeah, what, what's up? Anybody else, I would have shut it down right at the get-go. Somebody who, yeah, they're a follower of mine, but I don't have any, I don't know how they did that because this person, I've known them for all these years, but we don't have a lot of back and forth and interaction on Instagram. Do you have any DMs with them at all? Yeah, but not frequent. They probably went into your DMs and saw the interaction that you had with them and thought, yeah, this is a good this is a good one to try. Yeah. I mean, so they, they picked the, it was the right person. I, th- I was like half asleep making my tea. And I, it, when the person said they needed my help because of my relationship with this person, I kind of was thinking that it was something else, mm. right? Because there is a situation around this person where I could possibly be asked for help. Right. So so they're I was very, thinking, they're very so good. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, I know what it, I think I know what it is. But then it turned out, oh, it's not that. All right, okay then. Yeah. So I mean, they analyze. Was, they're very good at analyzing, you know, what they're seeing, and yes. and and picking the right situation to yeah. to lure you in. I had heard from a third party like a, a mutual friend of us that that's this person's daughter was pregnant and it was uh, not a good, happy situation, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, but the, the daughter was going to keep the baby, et cetera, et cetera. So I, that's why when they said, Hey, I need your help. My mind immediately went to that. Mm-hmm. My mind did not go anywhere else that this could possibly be. So I immediately was speaking to that person, to my friend. So when yeah. they said, Hey, do this, I didn't leave that place. Yeah. Didn't even occur to me. Oh my God. I know. So lesson learned. It's made me really examine my relationship and my, uh, I had to do this with Facebook. That was even worse because Facebook was very personal and, and 12, 12 years of yeah. uh, pictures, videos, and so on and really had me questioning. So I already did some of this work, my attachment dependency on social media and um, people that I know who've left social media who actually are living wonderful, rich, full lives. (laughs) Um, Am I gonna be one of those persons? I don't know. I don't know yet. I still haven't decided. I'm gonna see what, if Instagram says, nope, sorry, we can't do it. Then I'm gonna just be fuck you. And then the then my next decision is, am I going to, am I willing to start over? I don't know if I am. I don't know. I don't know if I am. I haven't decided that yet. So, I mean, I I think the thing is, is, is look, Instagram, not that you're ever listening to this, but I think what's, 
what's really pissing me off is that this has been, I mean, we know people have said this happened to my friend, this happened to me, this is happening. Over the last six weeks, there's been like a bombardment. Yeah. The Russians, I don't know, but there's been this bombardment of hacking into our personal stuff and Instagram, it's not going to take long for everybody to just go fuck Instagram. Like, fuck it. If I can't do so Instagram, you need to either make a better system where there are checks and balances. So this doesn't happen, but they don't care. They don't care about us Mm -hmm. or we're done. Like we don't have to support this platform anymore. If it's just going to be you allowing hackers to come in and, and take over our hard work. And making it so difficult for you to recover your account. Yeah. I mean, they, they're emailing with me. It is so obviously, this is the email address that I have used since day one. The hackers have a new email address. Yeah, so come on. I'm showing you my face. And it is the face that is all over my account. How do I you not have an entire program for this? How do you not have an entire dedicated group of people for this? Because this happens constantly. Instead of sitting there in your little pods, drinking your fucking free lattes and smoothies at your cereal bar, fucking actually do something for the people that are utilizing and paying money for some into your goddamn situation. Yeah. You Instagram. Um, So may I make a suggestion? I know we have a topic today, but the topic that came up in my head this morning was just this, the, uh, the birth workers dependence on social media. Is it, is it good? Is it bad? Is it helpful? Is it whatever? Do we need to examine it? And what, and how did we get into it and what's it doing for us right now? And and that's what I was, that's the idea that I was trying to remember because I didn't write it down, but yes, we don't have to move very far from our own lives to we can plumb the fodder of our own lives to find um, good things to talk about. So I don't know if you guys are up with that or if you're, if you're I just married, it down. I just you're married it down. to the idea that we, the topic we had already. So. Oh, so, so yeah. So, okay. So why don't we talk about this today and then save the yeah. other topic for next if week? Does that sound okay? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Because okay. I have frozen. Okay. There you are. More things. She's just she looks really half cool. asleep. I mean, maybe she always looked half asleep when we were doing this, but we didn't know. It was just a you blank just didn't know. Having meetings from your bed, podcast recording, yeah. recording from your bed is too mm-hmm. comfy. I've done it before, and I start to fade very soon because yes, it's just too comfy. So I forced myself to come into this cold room. <laughs> I'm still in my damn pajamas, but I did put a bra on for you guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, i've been watching too much drag race with my kids (laughs) um so i think that the the first thing that i wanted to know is how did you get started on on not just instagram but any social media in terms of your doula work right how did your personal presence on social media lead you to using social media in your doula work I, I have a really specific, like there's a, there's a specific point in time when that happened for me. Well, definitely for me, it was when I was actually, you know, 16 years ago, um, starting to examine becoming a doula. And after some Yahoo searches, 
not Google. I'm not even sure Google was invented yet at this point. Um, but it was going on Facebook and talking to other people who were doulas and whatnot. And there was like a couple of doula groups. Um, or no, it what was it a Yahoo group? Oh, maybe it was, it was a, a Yahoo, Yahoo group. group. Yeah, it would have been, you're right. It would have been a Yahoo group as opposed to which that that was pre-Facebook, right? That was that was what that's what interaction and and cyber connection was back then. Um and that was talking to and doing some investigating. And then from that point, it sort of just flowed. I don't know how, I don't know the point where, because it would have started with Facebook. I don't know the point where it was like, oh, a doula group. What's going on here? It might've been, I don't know, doula care, having a Facebook group or something probably. But um, yeah, it was kind of that. And it just flowed with every new platform that came out that's you sort of got on that never did like snapchat or anything like that but i kind of i kind of held back just just for instagram for some reason but for me i found it difficult because i'm not really i don't know i'm not really one for photographs of myself putting out photographs of my kids things like that like I've been extremely wary of social media from the very beginning. Um, even though like on Facebook, on my personal Facebook page, I did have pictures and stuff of my kids, but I don't have my personal Facebook page. I don't, I have like maybe a handful of actual clients, but that's it. So I think for me, social media, I'm trying to do more for business but yeah, it would have started with, you know, before true social media, it would have started with Yahoo groups. Yes. Yeah. So Doula Care had a Yahoo mailing list. That's right. They did. Yep. And so back then. How lovely and my- civilized was it back then? <laughs> um, back then, I actually had a Yahoo account. Mm-hmm. So it was when I was in the Yahoo group. I got a Yahoo email account just for that group. And my email address was the, it was the first time where kind of doula was connected to my name in the internets. Mm -hmm. So, cause it was like doula.steph. Can you imagine trying to get a fucking email with that handle right now? Like you couldn't, there's just so many doulas out there called Steph, but I was doula.steph at (laughs) yahoo.com. But when it was connected to, I remember the first websites, GeoCities and stuff like that. Um, I don't even um, remember that. <laughs> my something happened to that website, and it was connected to that email, and I ended up losing that email, and someone else took it over. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if they managed to actually steal it or whatever it was, but they managed to fuck with the website, and they managed to fuck with the email, and the email was taken away from me and given to someone else. Wow. That was way back. Way wow, back. that's that's like baby hacking. That's like back in the day. That was back in the day, baby hacking. Jesus. I remember Yahoo groups very well because I was on like 5 million of them. Yeah. Because um, uh, before I was a doula, I was a homeschooler. So I was on at least three different home, Toronto homeschoolers. Homeschool shoebox swap, which was this amazing program where people from all over the world sent you a shoebox full of stuff from their country. And then you just exchanged stuff like that. Um, 
And um, then another one, black homeschoolers or what a Caribbean homeschoolers or something like that. Then came the, then I was on a bunch of different La Leche League Yahoo groups, not just my own local La Leche League group, but I was heavily involved in admin. And so there were Yahoo groups for that, a couple of those. Ugh. And I was admin for um, Alberta in the Northwest Territory. So then it wasn't even like local La Leche League. It was like La Leche League Canada and so on. And then came the Dula Yahoo groups. So I was on Yahoo groups was a, was my jam for the longest time. And I loved it. I was extremely wary of mixing once when, when real social media, like Facebook came out, I joined Facebook in freaking oh my God, 2008 or something like that. 2008, 2009. I can't remember. And, uh, really loved it and was an active member of Facebook for, until my account got hacked last year, but I never linked it to, I never like mixed my business with that. My Facebook was my personal thing, completely ignored all other, ignored Snapchat, ignored Instagram, ignored, what was the other one they had Periscope or what was it called? There was one that was like just um, videos. I think it was called Periscope. Yeah, it was yeah. Periscope. Short-lived for some reason, but it's not around anymore, really. No. Ignored it. Then I think what started me thinking more about actively using social media as a marketing thing is because I got into podcasts. And I a lot... All the podcasts that I listened to were like diet, nutrition, health related. And some of the people who are on there, they keep talking about being entrepreneurs, like health coaches and nutrition coaches. That really intrigued me. I'm like, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. I never considered myself an entrepreneur before. Right. Before so many of these women that I still follow, like Diane Sanfilippo, uh, for one example, talking about being an entrepreneur. So I started... Uh, Abdullah Sue Facebook thing, but I never kept up with it because I didn't know, like, I just didn't have the creativity. Then I started an Instagram and it was only a few years ago, like five, six years ago that I dedicated myself that I'm really going to try to take advantage of this. And I consciously started using those things. And I had a mix of personal and business things on there because I really embraced that notion that people have to know you, like you, and trust you. Mm -hmm. so, and I looked at a lot of successful social media accounts and that's, they did have a mix of talking about walking their dog and, and also talking about this, their business or their service or their product that they're offering. And that is what drew people to, that's what drew me to those people is knowing about the cushions you bought last week and how great they look in your living room. And then also getting right down to the nitty gritty about whatever it is that they're talking about, whether it was paleo or low carb eating or CrossFit or whatever. And um, I thought that a mix of those things would, is the best strategy. I still do. Um, but, but, but like, everybody who is consciously and consciously questions their presence on social media, 
I questioned how dependent I was on it and how much validity it gave me and everything that I did. That's, that's at the core of this whole thing for me. Why do I need legitimacy? Because, and what I want to talk about next is how much success have you had in your business with social media? Because that's a big question. If we say we're using it for marketing, really? How, how, how much has that been a success for you? Because it, it hasn't been that much for me. But I'm also one of those people who, like I went out for lunch with a friend yesterday and I realized, oh, we didn't take any pictures. It would have been so nice to put <laughs> one of those pictures somewhere to say, oh my gosh, it was so great catching up with this friend and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. Why do I need to do that? Why? But it has created, it has absolutely created a need to document every single experience that we have and not documenting those experiences makes those experiences feel less valid. And it's wild and it's crazy and it's wrong and it's bad. I haven't watched that. Have you guys watched that movie? I haven't watched it. What's it called? Network or whatever that talks about this, about how social media has literally changed the way that we experience life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely believe it. And, oh, well, and, and how could it not like change anytime some ginormous technological change comes, it changes how we live our life. Like, like the fact that I have, I could tell you even 10 years ago, I never would have had a television in my room, but now television in my room is a big part of my day. It literally changes how the choices I make in my life every day. So, and social media, I was never a big picture taker at all. Um, although I grew up with a mother who documented fucking everything like like and maybe that's oh why yes like there's I for me it was never a big that thing. documentation is either in albums on a shelf or in bo dusty boxes somewhere in the attic so, or in my that's crawl space right. not out there it's for the, whole the crawl space or in the crawl yep. space yeah so but yeah but the fact that we have to sh document and the point is to, of taking it isn't to document for yourself what we've done is we've created it to document so that we can be likable to others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but then again, we're also, I think it also took off the, to the extent it did because we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're not making personal connections. We're not running into each other and meeting for lunch. So how do we keep up with each other? It's, we're keeping up with each other by sh everyone being able to see kind of what we're up to without us then having to reach out and talk down, talk on the phone, right? Yeah, yeah. don't call me. I don't want to actually speak to you on the phone. What? And so many people don't have space for it. And so many people are even fucking Zoomed out. Like so many people are on Zoom for work that you don't want to use it for personal because you're fucking exhausted. You mm -hmm. don't want another screen that is talking at you. And it's easy to scroll through Instagram and catch up with your friends. And then if you want to chat about what you see that they're doing, you can text them or you can call them or whatever the extent of your relationship is with them. But you're not required to hear all about it if you don't want to. I think for me, the way I look at, so, so business part aside, for me, social media like Facebook and Instagram has never been really a way to connect with friends and family. It just mm -hmm. isn't. But for me, I don't have a lot of friends. I don't actually, you two are pretty much it. Like I don't have 
friends out there in the real world. So for me, putting anything out on social media or connecting with, with that, with people in social media, it's just not something I've ever really done. So I don't, yeah, it's not where I am. And as far as family goes, I don't have any family. Like I have my mom and that's pretty, and my kids, that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, I've got cousins and shit maybe somewhere, but I don't know them. So it's not something that certainly don't follow. And well, I guess I follow two of them on Facebook, but we never interact in any way, shape or form. So for me, social media was never about being social. I think, and I'll be, this does not make, put me into a decent light. I know this for sure. But for me, social media, like Facebook was really, say this with my kids around, um, was really more, especially in the last eight, nine years, was a way of putting out in there that I'm okay, that I'm doing well, that despite the fact that my marriage blew up, my family fell apart and bad shit happened. Look at me, I'm doing good. And you should be proud of how I am. So it was, it wasn't really, so yeah, it's a, it was a matter of validating for myself out there that I'm okay. And there, and I have proof. I fixed a fence gate. Look at this. I did this. Look at how, look at how well I'm doing. You know what I mean? Um, For Instagram, again, I have a personal Instagram one where I've put stuff up when I was like, yeah, look at me walking and trying to be healthy. And that was like, part of that was like for accountability (laughs) for me, but then that was never accountability because I never actually, when you get the stuff back, it's like, yeah, you're doing a great job. It falls dead for me. Like it doesn't, for me, I don't, the validation from others, it's probably because of my incredibly low self-esteem and, you know, (laughs) Mm-hmm. um, bad, bad, you know, depression shit that happens when all that stuff comes, it's like, meh, it can't be true. Right. It's like my brain saying, even though I've done this and somebody has said, yeah, good job, keep it up. It's not going to happen. So I'm not going to do that. But then on the business side, I kind of really, mm-hmm. I really want, because I know in my own, for my own self, I know that I'm a very good, personable, I can help you, you know, make you feel better and make you feel more confident and make you feel, you know, more um, empowered. Again, don't really like that word in your birth. And I can, and I can help walk you through that process. So for the business side that I have with my, with my the business Instagram, that's what I want to convey to potential people. But most of the people that follow me on Instagram are not potential clients. They are other birth workers. So what the fuck is the point of that? Yes. Right. Because I do get the odd, because at the beginning of my classes, I do say, hey, follow me on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. And I do get like out of, say, a group of 10 people, a group of 10 couples, maybe one or two will follow me on, on Instagram. Yes. So, and they, and they stop being potential clients. Yeah. yeah like after, after because they move on, they're not, they can't hire you as a doula anymore because that, oh. that time period is very specific. 
Yep. It's very short. But then if you think about it, then is it a matter of now it's becoming, you know, putting that stuff out there. Now they become potential people to say to, for potential referrals, right? Yep. So you can think about yep. it that way. Yes, you've lost them as a potential client, but now when you're putting this stuff out there, now can they possibly be a referral source for you? Yes, they can. Absolutely. And that's, that is very, very true. And when, because I've done so much thinking about how has social media enhanced my business? I can't say that it hasn't. I can't say that it has though either. And I can, yeah, I can't say that the ways in which it has enhanced my business has translated into actual dollars in my account. I would say it for me, it has not. And if we could do, you could actually go through, go through like a detailed meta analysis of all the clients you've had over the last five years and said, where did they come from? Okay. But then where did they come from, come from? And then where did, so was this a, was this a referral from a a past former client? Well, where did that person come from? And most of the time in my case, it might be different for other people. There's no connection to social media. No, there isn't. If somebody joins me, so if I, I could say, oh, I get a client, somebody calls me up or sends me an email. I got your name from somebody in class. Yeah. From my class. Okay. So cl- class is the next step back. But, but the reason why that person from five years ago in my class, do they follow me on Instagram? So maybe following me on Instagram kept me in their mind. Yeah. But a lot of the times the answer is no, they don't follow me on Instagram. They just stayed in my, in my, in their mind. I just stayed in their mind because I stayed in their mind. Yeah. Because just, you're an awesome childbirth educator. And and- like, oh, who, who, some, a friend of mine needs a doula. Who do I know that's, oh, Suzanne. And they yeah. remember me and they send them to me. Yeah. So you can do that. And in my case, I think most of the time there will be very few connections back to my social media presence. It has made me more known in the doula community. I'll say that. Yeah. Has that translated into more clients? Nope. Maybe mentoring, mentor clients. Yes. But I don't do that. So it doesn't help me in any way. I've definitely had, uh, I would say that that is the one area that I've had some, not tons and tons, because I cannot... um, use my mentoring income to support myself. It's very, very supplementary. Um, and I'm not even saying that it is not worth it or because there are people out there who social media marketing is their only jam. Yeah. I just have, haven't taken that course yet, I guess, or something. How about you, Steph? Cause you're so, your Instagram account is very jokey, Stephanie. Okay. It's eclectic. And you don't, you, you once in a while might post something birthy, but most of the time it's like, you know, here's how I fart on my husband every Sunday. <laughs> videos. I am. Ve- so again, I ha- don't have what one would call a curated Instagram experience. It literally is what's happening in the moment I will share. And that might be walking out of, a, out of a hospital with a placenta. It might be some the latest details on a VBAC study um, or on informed consent. Or it could be, like you said, you know, me nailing my husband with fart tag at two o'clock in the morning. Um, it could be any of those things. And I've had 
almost everyone in the past, because I, I ask, you know, how did you come to me? I always ask, how'd you, how'd you make your way to me? And almost everyone says um, referral, like someone will say mm -hmm. someone knew you and they might come through email on the Toronto Doula Group website and say, you know, I, that they're looking for stuff. Um, but everybody says, and I checked you out on social media. Well, there, so and the, there's the other part of it, right? They're, yeah. before they hire you, they're going to do a deep dive on you and Google you yeah. and see what happens and what comes up. Absolutely. So what you're, they, although they might not even follow you because you, you don't no. need to follow me to see my stuff. Yeah. You can follow this me. This is how they can get to know you to take that next step, whether they exactly. do even want to interview you or not. Yes, that is exactly it. So the way I show up on social media might be part knowledge, part, I, I guess it's that's like we talked about the seeing and the liking and the trusting. I am exactly on my Instagram who I am in real life. And it, and so, yeah. and, and so that I think is where the value is, is people do look to Instagram to at least gather some information about you. To, go, to stop you. To stop so, you, yeah. social media stalk you to know if you're that, their effort. So again, I, they might still call because it comes through referral. They may, they might still call or email simply because it's a referral and that carries enough weight, but people do want to check and see that if you're an ogre, like if you're, yes. if you're a horrible person and you know, you drown puppies or something like they're going to want to know who you are before they invest a lot of money. And, and mm -hmm. put you into a very vulnerable time period in their life, right? Yes. So, so yes. then can we say then that um, your pre a presence, like a heavy presence on Instagram, isn't necessarily a direct route to getting clients, but it is, it is one of the stops along the way. So it is one of the stops along the way. And especially when it comes to some of the personal stuff I share that is right out there about me, like right out there, I might not, I might be a great doula, but I might not be the right fit for them because of something, you know, because they don't like farts, like they, they don't, don't like farts or belches. They don't appreciate talking they don't about appreciate it. the farts. Acknowledge <laughs> their existence, but I don't need you to talk about them all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get I, that makes sense. Right. So it's not so much reliance, but it is a tool for people to maybe the, the way people in their birthing years right now, in their childbirthing years right now, are able to gather information. It helps. I think maybe it helps them. It is one yeah. of the it's, it's a norm for them to check people out to be able to look them up. So maybe. my sorry. sorry go on. Well, I was going to say, so my business coach talk, my business coach talks about, you know, it's a matter of sort of. So a couple of things that I was thinking of. One is just remember, you don't work for Instagram. Okay. You don't work for Instagram and you don't have to, even though everybody says you have to, you know, post three times a day and you need to, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you need to do all this stuff. Yeah. See, eyes rolling in the back of your head. That's not true. That is 100% not true. That may be true for people who want to be like influencers and things like that. But as doulas, who really, who we're selling is who we are inside and, and the knowledge that we have in here, that doesn't have to happen three times a day. That can happen 
whenever the creativity strikes, whenever you feel like you need to put something out there to say, hey, for you, potential birth person, this is what I, this is what I have for you. The other thing is, is that it has to be fun, right? It has to be something that is going to bring you joy. If doing it is going to, you know, give you the heebie-jeebies and, and, you know, not make you get off your couch, then we're not doing it, right? We're not doing it. And it doesn't have to be that sort of, um, you know, hardcore, we got to get in there, beautifully curated, I'm not going to lie. When I see, when I see that beautifully curated stuff, I like pass by like I, meh, whatever, but that's not, that's, and maybe for those that are doing these beautifully curated um, Instagram, you know, sort of pages and stuff, there are clients out there for you. There are clients that will look at that and eat that up, but those are not the clients that I particularly would be attracted to myself. So it's, as you say, Steph, you put stuff out there and the clients that you get are the ones that are attracted to you that are, you know, for you. There was something else I was going to say, but I can't quite remember. Oh, there is also, I did ask um, every time I start a class, I ask what where do you get your information? Where are you getting your information from? And some of them will say like baby center apps and, you know, the what to expect app and things like that. But quite a significant amount in the last class that I taught, not this one, I don't think, but the, oh no, I think it was this one and the last one um, said uh, YouTube. So yeah. getting videos out there on YouTube. So there's another thing and, and look, there's a lot out there. There's a lot of videos in YouTube out there. And so creating, you know, potentially a, um, you know, instructional videos and, you know, stuff like that. None of them have said TikTok yet, though we do see obviously the amazing success that Sam has had on her TikTok account um, and doing like a live every Friday night and things like that and answering questions and, and having like so many followers. I haven't been, I'm not sure where I sit on TikTok yet. I'm not, <laughs> my problem yeah. is, is every time I get in front of a video, I become a stone statue. Like my, I can teach a Your class. Your tongue weighs 50 pounds and it cannot form words. Exactly. Like I need to have, I, I need an audience, I think is my problem. I need an audience to feed off of, to express my, um, my personality. Personality. And, yeah, so and, and yeah. I need that feedback to go, oh, they're not nodding. So I'm going to move on to a different topic. Yes. And that's obviously not funny. So let's move on. Like, it's like stand-up comedy for me, but I don't get that when I'm actually making videos. I can't be funny without, or personable yeah. without an audience. I'm boring as fuck. So uh. I, I think that what I was going to say, I had to write it down or else I was going to forget. I've been looking at marketing wrong. I've been looking at marketing as, uh, how is how is this thing making me money right now directly? And there are very few 
marketing things that are going to make you money right now. Unless, because this is how I got so disappointed when I would do baby shows, right? Because in my mind, I envisioned that people would come to my booth at the baby show, chat with me for a few minutes, be bowled over by my amazingness and sign a contract right there on the spot. There you go, successful baby show. And if that didn't happen, I was like, well, that baby show was miserable failure. So now I'm rethinking all of that based on what Stephanie said about Instagram. Like people go there to just learn about you, just who you are. It is a part of the checking out. It's almost like a part of the pre-consultation process. Yes. So marketing in general, not just for birth workers or doulas, is a multi-pronged effort. Mm -hmm. And each of them have to work together to bring the client to you eventually it isn't just i'm i keep on looking for that one thing i got to do this one thing and then immediately they're gonna like yes i'm gonna hire you no that's but not that's what that i've always criticized that. i've always criticized instagram well, how many clients have i ever gotten from off of my instagram account well, well i don't know maybe a lot because they've looked at my instagram account and along with the referral they've said yeah these two things together these yeah. three or four things together makes me want to hire this person. So I'm going to change my attitude and say, yeah, that social media, Instagram in this case is one tool and it can't be your sole source of clients. And there is no marketing tool that goes from you doing the thing and immediately getting hired. That like, wh- what is that thing? It is all like a cake. You've all got these ingredients. You can't just take one thing and make a cake. You need all these different things to make a cake. Wow. Okay. And that's, that's, when we look at the, when we look at traditional marketing and things that we did say in marketing class in high school and things like that, back in the day, that was the, I never took that class. <laughs> that, that was the, so my business coach talks about that was kind of the masculine way of doing marketing. That was the, as you say, we do this and this happens. We do this and this, and this, this translates into money. But when it comes to the feminine side of marketing, it's like, as you say, it's like a conglomeration of so many things that we do that makes us feel good that we put out into the universe that hugs somebody, whoever it happens to be and says, oh yeah, that, that person, I love farts too. So she's awesome. Let's do this for me. so so yeah like it's it it's really we really especially for birth workers we really need to rethink the traditional form of marketing and the social media really is just one aspect as you say one pronged approach of many that's going to actually potentially bring make a client hire you not necessarily point, like get a client together. yeah make them hire you <clears throat> the I mean, it, sorry go ahead because i forgot all, what i was going to say anyway so because <laughs> we are women of a certain age and that's okay <laughs> um that shit happens but it also comes down to you know so you go to your birth assuming that we're talking birth doulas and not postpartum doulas you go to your birth um, you, you bring your best, you do your job, you, you nail it down and, or don't go to birth and you do it virtually or whatever. 
And then afterwards, you know, give them everyone some space to recover, have their baby, enjoy their child, all of those things. And then once ask your, I always at around six months, if it's not been done, I will ask someone to write a review for me. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a Facebook page, I haven't asked anyone actually in a little, since, since COVID actually, I haven't asked anyone, but, um, they would almost always come in like sets of three or whatever, where someone would come on to our Toronto doula Facebook group, or they would just write me something that I can share. And I ask for a referral, someone to make a Google review, someone to make a Facebook review and to get on there and, and just write their feedback. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, you have to ask. Yeah. You're not going to get, and people, and as soon as you say it, especially if you say Google review, everyone looks at Google reviews. If you're looking at a new restaurant, you go on online, you check it out. You want to see what people are saying on Google about that restaurant. Yeah. Oh my God. I do that all the time. Yeah. So our whole Miami trip has been based on reviews. We've rejected all kinds of Airbnbs and hotels based on reviews and places to eat based on reviews. Oh, do you know what? Stick stick a pin. Somebody write this down again. I have no more space on this page. (laughs) One of these days, and I'm sure a lot of new doulas are going to cheer when they're, when they hear this, let's do a show, an episode that have specific tips, like just the whole show just tips like that because I mean I did know that but I haven't been doing it I need a reminder of all of these little things that you can do that you can do it's still okay to leave a brochure at the doctor's office you know Mm -hmm. you can still do that shit it's still okay to get in touch with OBs and midwives to say hey I'm here in the neighborhood it's still okay to do that stuff so let's let's make a show that's all about that kind of stuff I mean we're talking about social media today but going along with the point that social media is one tool, yes. let's talk about the other tools another day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like really talk about them in detail. So I'll just throw a little detail in here too. If you are, when I'm talking about asking for referrals, when yeah. someone gives me their due date, yeah. that goes in my calendar. And you know what goes in six months later? The reminder to email them asking for a review. Yeah. So you're in your calendar at the same time. Yeah, fill out all this. That's true too. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Do it. Do it. But yeah, social media is one. It doesn't have to be social. What is it? I think it was Ed Sheeran who said it's literally a promotional agent. If you're not using it to promote yourself and thinking about it as I want to share something that promotes who I am for the purposes of me gaining business or people knowing me, then you're using it wrong. Hmm. So I share things that I want people to know about me. That's not conscious. It's just because I just throw my shit out there. But um, some people use it as their, I don't know, the want to be models or whatever, right? But maybe, who knows? Maybe they want to be a model eventually. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's it doesn't just have to be socially connecting you to people who know you. It can be socially connecting you to people who want to know you. Well, and, and- you want to know want to know you. Yeah. What you should also do is Google yourself. Every yep. couple of months, you should Google yourself and see what comes up. Mm-hmm. Where, because that's what they'll do. They'll go onto Google, they'll put your name in and see what comes up. Now, ironically, when you Google my name, you get a whole lot of young Filipino women, but the. I mean, you get a whole slew of, of doctors in Indonesia. 
apparently yeah. like a million doctors in in Indonesia and Malaysia named Suzanne Lim. Right. Yeah. I, I got hired one time because somebody Googled me. Mm -hmm. um, I guess maybe after they'd seen the website or something, they Googled me and they said, yeah, we really loved that blog post that you wrote about what to pack to go to the hospital. And I'm like, great. I did not write that. <laughs> Somebody else named Kim Somebody Fernandez Kim wrote that. I don't know who they are, but I didn't oh, write it. <laughs> it was not me. And I was like, yeah, it was good, right? Thank you. I appreciate that compliment. Yes. And I mean, uh, right now, so th there's another thing, you know, well, we should probably save this for the doula tips and tricks, but like I have a blog right now that's been looked at 900 times. Wow. It's been read 900 times since I put it out in August. Yeah. What? Have I gotten yeah. any clients from it? No, apparently. But remember, what do you mean you haven't gotten any clients from it? You you don't know. You never know. I don't it's know. Part of people's, in, it's just like our websites. Yes. Website out there. And you know, I have that little, that app on my phone that bings every time somebody's on my website. It doesn't mean that every time it bings, I'm gonna, I've got a client. No, and exactly. I, and I don't expect that. No. But I expect that my website is there for people to check out. So my blog posts are there for people to check out as a part of the process of figuring out. Same with my Instagram. Oh my God, I'm revolutionized. Do you feel better about <laughs> social media now? Because I know I felt so bad for you when all this bullshit happened. Yeah. How defeated you felt. And here's the other thing. If I choose to start over and after this conversation, I feel like I probably will. I can steal all my doula Suzanne stuff because it's fucking mine. Yeah. Yeah. So any of the posts that I have, I have already gone and screenshotted all of the pictures that are on there that I'm afraid I don't have anywhere else. Pictures of my son's wedding, all that kind of stuff. Some of those things I've already taken them, those pictures. And if I, and so I've looked through everything and said, Hmm. So a lot of this other stuff I can let go of. Yes. That isn't a, such a big deal. But if I want to go on there and take stuff off because I like that picture, I feel no way about going on there and taking it because it's mine. Yep. So it whether Instagram gives it back to me or not, Dula Suzanne, that account will be there and it will end on March the 15th, but it will be there ending with that stupid banking thing that they put up. And I can take all of it if I want to. Mm -hmm. I can take all of that information if I want to. I can still even direct people to that, but that's yes. where I'm just just out. ignoring that very for that very last post okay, about, about investing eight hundred dollars and getting twenty five thousand yeah, back. That and yeah, um, so yeah, I, that's what I plan to do too. I'm not worried. Um, that I'm not worried about being accused of copyright or infringement or no, stealing it belongs anyway. to you as it's mine. Prove that it's yours. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad for the person who was hacked to become that person. Because if you look at their Instagram, their beautiful curated Instagram with them and their and their baby and all of that stuff. And it's all like color coordinated and yeah. all of that. Yeah. Whoa. Because that takes, there are people who spend hours making a, a 10 second video to post on Instagram. I'm never going to be that person ever. Just, I do not have that com creativity, commitment, time, resources, whatever. So yeah, that's 
that would be horrible. But there are also the people who have 3 million followers and probably have a team. Yes. And they have their DMs closed because they get too many. Yeah. So there's, you know, far less chance of my DMs are like wide open because I want people to DM me and say, hey, what about this? What about that? Can you be my doula? Blah, blah, blah. Well, the good news, the good news is is that there hasn't been any movement on your account at all. Once that one post came up and then they put up one um, reel, not a reel, but like that daily one that disappears after a day. Yeah. Um, And you, a bunch of people have unfollowed as well, or, or they've blocked. They probably blocked. I have lost, I've lost several hundred followers. Yeah. I yeah, had yeah. 17, more than 17, some hundred followers before. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I just, I looked this morning, I think it's down to like 12, 1125. Even so it's, it's going down, going down, going down. Yeah. Cause people get turned off by that. Invest this money bullshit. Yeah. Well, and I think they know, I mean, I think the thing is, is that those that have followed you in the past know. So this account That's itself not now, here anymore. yeah, it's dead to the hacker. Yeah. Because they don't need it anymore because it hasn't, because, well, and I mean, everybody, I mean, everybody we know was like, you stupid motherfucker. Like, oh, I've yeah. been waiting for you. You must be the hacker. How can I help you? Right. And I've had at least 20 people over the last couple of days, text me or email me saying, Suzanne, did you know that your account was hacked? And I'll be like, yes, don't like, don't, don't uh, fall for the trick, whatever. And she's like, okay, I'm going to give them a bad attitude like all everybody's like telling them off so yeah. that's good i've got a lot of satisfaction from that and it's okay it's fine and it's as been reported i'm sure it's been reported and i'm in negotiation so i feel way more hopeful optimistic and better about it i don't and, feel and honestly look, if we I have to jump on a plane we have to jump on a plane and go to Instagram headquarters, you know, a whole bunch of birthday people with picket signs and say, give it, give us our account back. I'm yeah. there. I, I will. I will. 100%. Wherever I don't know why they don't have a whole, they should have a whole department dedicated to this. hundred percent. They should be speaking to people, um, speaking to people like face to like calling me to say, this is what this, let me tell, help you with what happened. Not some, uh, robot emails coming out no instagram who, do fucking better if you want to stay relevant being, do better what human being looked at my video and my pictures that i sent them compared them to the the ones on my account and said no we're not it's still not clear that it's you what real what human could really say that come on no I, it's, I it's the an algorithm much. nobody actually works in instagram it's just one guy. It's one big, it's a big machine. Yeah, it's one guy with a with a with an algorithm. And he's and he's mad at the world. Yep. The great and powerful Oz is sitting there feeling cranky. <laughs> well, isn't it, isn't it, isn't it meta? Like, isn't it, isn't it meta. Facebook? Zuckerberg. Yeah. Yeah. And so so the Zuckerberg. experience I had trying to recover my Facebook account, it it's exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah exactly the same so, so stupid. yeah oh well there you go there you go be careful oh, when you're out there don't fall for this bullshit have code words ask yes. for ask for proof you I'm know like what is my dog's name right or you know 
what color is you know the curtains in my house like i should have asked that friend who emailed me who messaged me there are absolutely questions i could have asked of that person to prove that it was them but again didn't occur to me they're very good and they're very easy yeah it didn't occur to me to be suspicious because if i was suspicious that would have been the end of it yeah so i'd say that someone said this to me after this happened to her a few weeks ago she said if it's not someone who you text regularly don't answer if it's not and if it is someone you text regularly text them first to see if it's them Yes. So which is what a lot DM. of people did, which is what a lot, of, like I said, I've gotten about 20 texts and emails from people doing exactly that saying, is this you, Suzanne? Is this, did you just message me asking for help? Are you okay? Yeah. That's what I did. I messaged you through our, our group chat there to say, Hey, Sue, is this you chatting to yeah. me on DM at the same time you're here? Yeah. That's yeah. really weird. Yeah. 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 Always, so you always be people. suspicious. Always be yes. suspicious. Don't listen to the other one. Don't be suspicious. Yes, be suspicious. Yes, be suspicious. (laughs) So I would say that without social media right now, you absolutely can, if you are an established doula, have a successful career right now. Mm -hmm. People are looking, people are always looking for referrals and is their number one way of getting a doula. Almost everyone prefers to have a referral to someone. Yeah. Um, and so how, do you been, get, how do you get there, right? Like right. how do you so for get- younger doulas, it's social media, social media, having a website, having an email makes uh, like younger in your career makes a lot of sense. For anyone who's been here, I'd say maybe more than five years prior to COVID, you probably are would be able to still have a, a good solid career without social media. Mm-hmm. But I know directly from my clients that it is part of their information gathering now. It's just the norm. It's just the default that you want to be able to look someone up and see that they exist outside of that referral. Some people also just said, I just wanted to check and see if you're the, you know, the person who referred you was like five years ago. I just wanted to check and see without having to call if you were still um, working. Mm -hmm. So if I can check your Instagram and see that you're still posting birth related stuff, then I would still, that would, be a use of my time to call and interact with you. But they didn't want to just just call and interact. Yeah. I also want to say that there are different ways to do it. Because for instance, there are different ways to hit the social media thing. Because Sam is a perfect example. Her TikTok videos are short, mm-hmm. very specific, and absolutely birth, pregnancy, parenthood related. Yeah. So she's not, she's not showing us how she makes her bulletproof coffee in the morning. She's not showing us how cute her dogs look when they fall asleep standing up. She's not doing that. She has chosen to do a a specific format in a specific way and it's working. Yes. But that's okay too. You don't always have to just like show people who you are. You can give a little, give a little of your product or your service which is what sam is doing she's educating people in those little three minute bites yep and that is one way to do it it's not the only way to do it too i know other instagram accounts that are all just birth affirmations like she has fifty four thousand followers and what has she been on for two weeks she's been on tiktok for a minute 
And she um, followers in a ridiculously speedy amount of time. She has Sam touches turns to gold. Five hundred and eighty-two thousand likes. What the fuck? Yeah, Samantha, you are. Oh my gosh, she yeah. she she left like doing actual births and then just slid into this other amazing thing. What of of, ex, of giving knowledge and and yeah. and giving support and that she's goals like that's Sam, right Sam is goals. goals and um so putting some thought into how you want to present yourself on social media I think is a a, a thing I and love that's why I say Google yourself see what I love up. my way and Stephanie's way just like put yourself out there. This is me. This is me doing this. This is me doing that. I love that because first of all, it's easier. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to like research, think, make like plan, blah, blah, blah. I just like, you know, videotape Ziggy for three seconds, snoring in her bed and put that up. And that's my post for the day. That's yeah. that's way easier. And I feel like it's more personable and so on, but it is still, it's still only one way because- And it's consistent. Have, and it's I'm cons consistent in posting that way. Like, I don't try to change things around. I consistently post. You don't exactly all of a sudden do like day. one whole week of just birth affirmations and then like three days of your dogs and then. But you, you know, could. But you I could. Because I've peppered stuff like that. He doesn't matter. I've peppered serious things in throughout my Instagram feed because those are things I do feel strongly about and care about. And I want people to know that this is who I am. This is what I'm about. And then, yeah, the next day I'm posting about a hike on the trail that yeah. we had. They're both important to you. I yeah. will say about Sam, I believe her Instagram, her personal Instagram, the I am Sam Leeson, um, I believe that's an open account too, though. So people yeah. can easily follow her uh, Boobs and Brains podcast or follow um, her Baby Ready. And they can yeah. kind of check her out beyond that and check out pictures of her cat's butt. Oh, ah, like so using different platforms to to promote different parts of you. So she's doing one thing on TikTok mm -hmm. and then another thing on Instagram. So we're picking apart all of Sam's secrets right now is what we're doing. Because we want to be her when we grow up, because even though I'm pretty sure I'm older than she is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, you can poke around. Also, I think a lot of people, when they start to follow someone who might they uh, let's say someone wants to follow an influencer and Sam's officially an influencer. They might want yes. to check out other things about her to make sure she's not problematic. Like there's been more than one time when I've been really inspired by someone's YouTube video or something, but before I give them any of my fucking energy, I might go do a little work on them and find out, are they actually a fucking hypocrite? Mm -hmm. You know, I, before I give them business, before I give them other things, I check people out to see if they're problematic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, or stuck in one way of thinking. And uh, well, there was a there's a really big I'm not going to say names, but there's a really big influencer when it comes to sleep and sleep training. And then I had asked them because the way they do it, they swaddle their baby so damn tight. And of course, I asked about, you know, well, in Canada, we have, you know, 
where we, we swaddling is fine, but it can't be too tight because we can't stifle the startle reflex and missing feeds and all of this stuff. And, you know, promoting that baby can sleep, you know, at three weeks between for 12 hours at a time. And I'm like, my brain was exploding. So to give them the benefit of the doubt, to understand sort of where they were coming from, I posted, I used to follow them on Instagram. I posted and said, you know, look where I am, this is what we do because of X, Y, Z. Well, first off her acolytes came at me, you know, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about and stop being so negative and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I'm just suggesting that how do you manage given this information? How do you manage this? And I got blocked. Well, fuck you. And then it turned out that they were like a huge supporter and gave like thousands and thousands of dollars to reelect Trump. And I'm like, well, okay, this is, and I had bought their program because it was like on sale and really, really cheap. I bought their program because so many people were talking about it to see what it was all about. And as I went through it, I was like, like this, all of this feels wrong. So, so yeah, that's good when you can check out somebody on different platforms to see what they, because in one area, they might reveal something to them that doesn't sit right with you. And that's fine because the Trump supported people don't want me as a client. No, they don't want me as one either. So that's fine. I don't want you as a client. You don't want me as a client. So we're even Steven, you go out there, put your stuff out there and I'll do the same. And we'll both draw and attract the people that we're meant to. Yep. And, and you've, uh, again, like if you watch something or just because they're an influencer and have like, you know, a million followers and whatnot, if what they're saying makes you feel icky, then you got to move on. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be a million and one for that person. You can go. Yeah, no, I'm not getting into that. Mm -hmm. Am I, am I out here on social media looking to get a million followers? Oh, fuck. No, that feels like work, but yeah. Do I want to put information out there for potential clients, for people to educate them, even if they're not going to hire me? My thing is I want to put information out there that I know is good, supportive, evidence-based, whatever, and and just have that for you to watch and, and, and look at and, and, and maybe feel a little bit more confident about what you're doing. Cause a lot of times I see on social media so much, this was one thing I wanted to talk about. I know we're running out of time, but I look on social media for some people who I follow who are birth workers. It's so negative. It's so fear-based. It's so scary. And yeah. I look at this and I go, oh my God, <laughs> like, it's like they're feeding into that fear that already exists in birth. And it's like the, I can save you. So hire me because I can save you from this situation. And it's like, oh no. Yes. I, I know a couple of, me. I know a couple of accounts that focus all on um, obstetric violence and all of the horrible things, which is not to say that that's not an important topic. It needs to be it discussed. Is. But to curate a whole entire, so to have an account that is only based on, listen to this horrible thing that happened. Here's this other horrible thing that happened with absolutely no hope, no optimism, no solutions, no support is. Yeah. It makes me feel really, I made a real cringy face. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, we're all like cringing back in fear. Um, yeah. But and yeah, like are- I can't, I can't be that person. And I'm not saying that I'm ignoring the fact that there are situations, but I have to look at, as an educator, I look at, I'm not looking at just risks. I'm looking at benefits, risks, and alternatives. So let's look at all of this stuff for me, putting that out there. So yes, X, Y, Z, this happens with Pitocin, but here's what we can do. Here's what we can do to maybe make sure that that doesn't happen. I'm not throwing out that's that one fear aspect because for me, yeah, uh, and my, I feel like my role is to eliminate that fear and to give you the power to ask questions and, and, and yeah, and, and here, are the, here are the skills needed to be able to tell when you are in that percentage of people, when it is necessary to have Pitocin or an epidural or a cesarean or, or whatever, whatever intervention, here's, <clears throat> here's how you can tell whether this is actually a good thing for you or not. Yeah. <clears throat> and here's also how to tell whether your doctor is being is offering informed consent because you're asking all the right questions and here's how to tell whether or not you're getting quality care. And so again, we talk about what's the solution to that. Yeah. Yeah. It may be going to the patient. It might be bringing it up with that doctor saying, this is not the type of care I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone who's really going to sit down and go over the meat and potatoes with me. And if you are just be honest with me, if you can't offer that, if that's not your style, if that's not your jam, I need you to refer me to one of your, your other people. Yes. That needs to be a part of um, an Instagram account or any social media account or else I start not paying attention to it anymore. Yeah. I really, really, I really, really do because that it gives me anxiety. It makes me depressed yeah. and it makes me feel helpless and hopeless. I've had potential clients, conversations with potential clients who have come to me because I'm a dual of color and a color and maybe, uh, the clients are people of color too. And they, all they're focused on is they want me to be their doula because I'm a doula of color so that we can fight the racism together. And I'll say, absolutely. The systemic racism exists in the maternity healthcare system. That is a fact. And we absolutely need to have strategies and, and things to, help combat that but let's also talk about how we're going to make your birth beautiful yeah let's talk about how we're going to make this a positive healthy happy experience for you not just like how much armor do you have how much ammunition do you have because we're going to go in there with guns blazing and we need you beside us to do that oh oh okay and I mean, when, when we're talking about, you know, going to not, and not that it doesn't actually happen at the hospital that we work at, but the hospital that we work at services a community that is, you know, a lot not of the norm. A lot of marginalized people. Access Absolutely. That. And, and, it's, and it's funny, somebody in my class last night was like, well, if I come in, you know, without filling out the paperwork or blah, 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 like. Are, are they not going to help me? Are they not going to help deliver my baby? I'm like, oh God, no. It's St. Mike's. They're not going to turn you away. It's their whole mandate. It's their whole thing. It's like, well, it's like their get, motto. Some people get stick in, stuck in their, their identity of uh, warriors. Let's fight all the evil and not, and not stop to say, you know, but you still have to sit down and eat and make a nice meal and sleep. Like those kind of normal, good things in life also must exist alongside the bad, scary stuff that like, it's all a part of 
the experience. And when you're doing your social media account, <clears throat> if it's all about fight, let's fight, let's fight, let's fight. We have to fight. They're lying to us. They're betraying us. This is a scam. This is malicious. Not that that's not, I'm not true, but there, for me, I need balance. And if I was a pregnant person looking for a support person, I would need to see somebody that also is going to give me hope. Yes. Hope that this, especially right now in the world that we're facing today, this so much negativity is it's mind blowing. And I need a glimmer. I personally need a glimmer of hope. I personally need someone, you know, to give me good news, (laughs) to give me, you know, that, that spark that can, that can, light the fire in me to keep moving forward. And as someone who's- Why bother try? Why bother try? Why? If it's going to be fight, fight, fight. But it doesn't have to be all happy sunshine and rainbows either. But it can't be dark clouds and thunder at the same time. They're all, they're both toxic. Any extremes are toxic. That's, there you go. All extremes are toxic. Mix it up. Recognize the- entirety of somebody's experience when you are making your your social media things understand that people want to see hope they want to see truth they also want to see hope like i I, reality and hope you always get these questions in class it's like well what if this happens it's like okay well we don't know if that's going to happen like we have to remember that birth and parenting even nothing is black and white it's never black or white. It's really just this conglomeration of gray and multiple shades of gray that we have to march through and live through and experience. But yeah. I, can't, I can't live my life in absolutes. And yet there's so many people out there on social media that do live in absolutes and only give A or B. It's like, no, you know what? There's C and D and some H over well, Yeah, here. because like, there's also- just- there's also those accounts that say to people, every post is about, yes, you can have a birth where you squat in the lavender fields and just push your baby out. That's possible for everybody. Everybody can have that birth. That's not fucking true. No, and not everybody wants that birth. And not everybody even wants that. But yes, and if anybody tells you and tries to steer you away from that birth, then they are part of the patriarchal masculine obstetric violence train run over you. Um, that's not true. That isn't true. There are when people- you try and call people on their absolutes, holy shit, they will dump on you from a great height. And you're like, oh, okay, why did I even bother? Why did I? I got that? attacked in a VBAC group that was not really a VBAC group, but uh, they called themselves that. But um, because I support family-centered cesarean, right? So because you're. I, I I didn't. Although I am the VBAC doula, when someone says my peace of mind, my personal peace of mind is going to involve preparing for my birthing day on the day I know it's going to happen, knowing it could happen earlier and then everything's out the fucking window, but in knowing who's going to be there in having a consult with the anesthesiologist in um, getting to know my team in having a family centered cesarean where my baby is born onto me and I'm willing to do the advocacy, not for a VBAC, but I'm willing to do the advocacy to get my ass switched to the hospital that will offer uh, care that where my baby is well, they can stay with me the whole time. 
-hmm. That's where the advocacy lies. That's where- And you're bad because it says you're supporting cesareans, which are evil. Right. Apparently cesarean is the evil, but cesarean is never the evil. Cesarean is a tool of evil, Yes. but so is forcing a vaginal birth on someone who doesn't want one. Exactly. A woman in China jumped out of a fucking window at the hospital because she was refused a cesarean. She was losing her mind so much. Her family was refusing to consent to her having a, because apparently you need your family's consent to have a cesarean section. And she was- The idea of a vaginal birth was driving her insane. Drove her insane. And she jumped off a balcony and killed herself. Oh my God. Not from the cesarean and not from the vaginal birth, from the lack of support, not being heard and being corralled into a decision that did not meet with what she needed. Oh my God. So any extreme is part of the problem. Yeah. So again, like if you're putting stuff out there on social media, let's, let's bring social media back into where it was meant to be, where it was originally designed to be as a place of, you know, support and education and fun and education can be negative and education can be positive. Like let's- connection yeah. let's make that connection make that connection with people and think really carefully about how you're making that connection with people do you want to be the person who um is always like yelling and screaming about all the bad horrible things do you want to be the person who pretends that nothing bad happens and you can just breathe everything all the bad stuff away um or do you want to be the person who shows realism and yeah. balance yep it's up to you it's up to you all right be pragmatic we've Let's be pragmatic. Let's be pragmatic. If you you want. If you want. It's up to you. Look, we're not telling you what to do. You do you. Never. You do you. Look, we're doing our no like trust right here. Okay. Yes, we are. Get to know us. us, If you don't know us by now. Yeah. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Go back and go back and listen to a few of the early ones. Episode one. You'll, you'll figure us all out. Maybe not episode one. The first ones are never good. (laughs) I love those first ones where we told our birth stories. No, the first one. (laughs) My first, my kids all listen to the birth stories. Every single one of them listened to their birth stories on the podcast. It's the only one episodes they've listened to. Where's the one that you talked about me? Okay. And then they listen to that. They all listen to it. Yeah. That's cute. Very cute. Okay, folks, right. I got to go, and it is time for us to wrap up, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Yep. Eleven thirty. All right. Have a good one, everybody. And if you have topics you want us to tackle, if you have, you know, if you're somebody who wants to be a guest on the show, please feel free to, you know, hit us up on Instagram. We are the Pragmatic Doulas on Instagram, and you can hit us up on email at the no the pragmatic doulas at gmail.com I almost said toronto doula group um at the the pragmatic doulas at gmail.com all right have a good one everybody and coming. that's right it is there's hope 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 bye, <laughs> bye.